0: your daily dose of Donna. And today is May 9th, y'all. We've had a little bit of technical difficulties. This is my second time recording today's episode because I recorded, like I always do, in the morning, went live on TikTok, had a great conversation with y'all. I, I really um, loved our episode. We talked Summerhouse, We talked to Kim and Croy. We talked to Bethany. We talked a little bit of Vanderpump. We had a great conversation. And then I don't listen to my episodes. Like, I just post them always. And um, every time I do that, it's, a, it's fine. You guys listen to it every single day. Unfortunately, today, I get, like, all these DMs um, on Instagram because, I you know, I posted it and then I went off. I was making lunch or whatever. All these DMs saying, oh, my gosh, check your, check your audio. And I went to YouTube and I saw all these, um, like, down – like uh, thumbs down. And I was like, I've never gotten thumbs downs. Like what's happening? And all the comments were like, we can't hear it. doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. So I deleted it and I'm so bummed. And the problem is it came from the raw audio. So I can't even like take that. So anyway, what you're going to get today is a little bit of what we talked about earlier, but I'll re-talk about it like it's the first time, but also, but also I'm going to be talking about some updates with Kim and Croy, which actually happened right after I finished recording. From TMZ. So, for those of you that are new here, my name is Donna Bowling. This is my show. I am live on Facebook in my Facebook community, Daily Dose of Donna. We are 160, I think, plus strong over there in that community. And I'm recording, of course, the podcast as well. But, um, but I'm going live for them, just giving them a little extra a little extra fun uh, conversation. So I have uh, just some names. I'm just going to throw it out here. Teresa, Chris, Kimberly, Amy, Blue, like a bunch of people are here joining. You guys leave some comments while we're going live so I can converse with you and make sure to join the Facebook group. And also, if you're here for the first time, give me a like, a subscribe, turn on that bell leave a comment here on, uh, on, on YouTube. And then of course, if you're listening to the audio version, I still really appreciate those five-star reviews and, um, five-star ratings and a review on Apple podcast. The last review I think I got was in April and we're already in May 9th. We got to get some more reviews on there. So hook a sister up. Okay. Welcome y'all. So, I want to talk about a few things, but we have to start by talking about Kim and Croy and what's going on over there. So you know what's nice about not being on TikTok Live is that I can pull up my cell phone while we're doing this, and I can pull up the actual article that I was just on for TMZ, which is basically, it's talking about the uh, the big, you know, um, the big divorce news that shocked the world yesterday on uh, TMZ broke the story that Kim Bierman, Kim Zolciak had uh, filed for divorce after 11 years with her husband, Croy. If you want more details on that, of course, listen to yesterday's episode. Now, yesterday we had completely um, assumed, oh my God, she filed. So what is he thinking and what he did something wrong and it's on him or, you know, whatever. And then of course people are saying, but she is a, she is a gambling addict and, but she, you know, probably took all of his money and now he has no relationship with his family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, but what we have to realize here is that, um, you know, well, what came out today? So just you know a quick little update. so she filed yesterday Monday it came out. it announced on Monday that she filed, and it said irretrievable or irrevocable or era all the things differences. I want to get my last name back. She wants to go back to Zolsiak, which we were shocked by because if you have six kids with the last name Bierman, it's a little odd, and she's filing for sole physical custody um but then today, just about an hour ago, oh my gosh, Donald Trump's story comes up. I'm not talking about Donald Trump right now. I'm talking about more important things. Kim and Croy. Okay, um, Kim and Croy. So Croy has now also filed for divorce. So it looks like it was kind of a race to the courthouse to get one of them to file first because it's like bragging rights, right? I broke up with you. I broke up with you. Or I said no first. You know what I mean? Like people like to be the first one. It's like when my husband and I are on the phone, this is so random, but when Lance and I are on the phone and he says, um, I'm going to let you go. Like when he has to go and I'm like, what does that even mean? I'm going to let you go. Don't let me go. Say you have to go. It's like a power thing. I don't know why. Is that weird that I care? That is the weirdest thing ever, right? Right. Okay, now Croy has filed as well. He filed yesterday, and he wants sole legal and physical custody of the pair's four minor children. That in itself is an aggressive move, according to TMZ, essentially cutting his estranged wife out of the child-rearing process. Now, a lot of people are saying it's possible that she got, um, she got, uh, that he's filing for custody because of child support reasons. Because if you have physical custody, then you don't pay child support, right? If she has physical custody, she's paying child support. But they're not even asking for joint physical joint custody, which is pretty crazy. And then the home, Croy is asking for possession of the home, even though it's under foreclosure. Um, and that Kim has to is forced to vacate the property. It feels like a Lisa Hochstein situation. Um Croy puts Kim on notice in his divorce petition saying she must maintain all financial documents, including all income records, tax records, expense records, and more. This suggests a deep conflict over who was responsible for their financial woes. So yes, Croy's was stamped on Monday. Kim filed hers over the weekend. Buckle up, according to TMZ. So now we know, at least we know a little bit more. We know that it's not just her against him. He's pissed too. Now, of course, it could be retaliation, you know, if, if. If He sees that she's divorcing him and filing and pulling all this shit. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not letting you do that alone. I'm coming in and fighting for my family and my kids and my my house and my money, the little money I have left, right? It ain't going to be good, okay? I just realized there's probably a little bit of a delay over on Facebook comments, but that's okay. I see you guys. He wants child support. I see Lance is here. So Lance, don't ever tell me that you have to let me go, okay? Don't ever let me go. Let me decide when I want to go. Okay? All right. Kim and Croy, man. Andy Cohen had mentioned today on his radio show that he is um shocked. And it's so funny, I was saying earlier when I recorded a lot of the stuff I've said earlier, so sorry, those of you that are here twice, um, that she had I when I said this earlier, uh Everyone like lots of comments are like, who's shocked? No one should be shocked. This is so obvious that this happened. I'm like, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even um, believe that no one is shocked. And the truth is everyone is shocked because even though they had the financial woes, and even though they did seem like a little bit of an odd pairing, when you watch that show, they were so obsessed with each other, so codependent. Now, du moi the famous Dumois, who has, you know, millions of followers, people are constantly giving her these celebrity blinds. And so Dumois got a celebrity blind that she, or like a, you know, a blind item about a reality star that she posted in December. And she pulled it back up yesterday and it said, um, the email address was like, don't be tardy for the party or like buy a wig or something along, along that. And she had said something along the lines of, this reality star, this former reality star, uh, and her athlete or ex-athlete husband have an open marriage. And this woman has been sleeping with Croy, a woman. Yes, a woman. Lots of questions today on TikTok. Man or woman? Yes, a woman. Um, And they have an open marriage. And that was in December. So who knows what's going on? I know on her Instagram, I don't know if she cleared out Instagram pictures, but her last Instagram picture was like, 21 weeks ago. So who knows really if they're together or not. They were so obsessed with each other. Janae says, I am still in shock, but the open relationship thing, I don't believe it. I don't know what I believe. Um, I just know that like, it's once again proof that, you know, even when you see these couples that seem so in love and so happy we can't fall into this trap. It's like that goddamn Hollis family again, right? We were all like, oh my God, I'll never forget. I went out to dinner with Lance one night. I don't know if Lance is still watching this live. I went out to dinner with Lance one night years ago and I had just been following Rachel Hollis. And those of you that know about Rachel and Dave Hollis, um, you'll like this. If you don't know anything about Rachel and Dave Hollis, do a deep dive. It's crazy. But Rachel Hollis was so um, influential in my life at the time. And she posted something that she was like, me and my husband are doing sexy September. Okay, we're doing sexy September, which means every single night in September, every day for the month of September, we're having sex. Well, wouldn't you know, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you better get it together, girl, because you can't, you know, if Rachel Hollis is doing it. I'm drinking extra water. I'm moving my body every day. I'm waking up an hour earlier. I need to save my marriage. My marriage wasn't even in the pits, but like I need to make sure that my husband stays happy. So I'm going to have sexy September too. It lasted one day, maybe two days in the first week of September. And then it went back to our normal schedule because who the hell has time for that? Okay who has time for that? And I also, you could Krisharna on my live. Oh my God. I was also into Rachel Hollis. I could never get myself to do sexy September. Rachel Hollis didn't do sexy September. Okay. That's a big crack of bull. I want to know one person that's having sex 30 days in a, in a month. That's married with kids. Bye. Way to make us all feel bad about our own marriages, right? Of course they ended up divorcing. He ended up dying recently, sadly, like crazy situation. Um, But that's just to say that what the hell these people are always like talking about online, about their obsession over each other, about their amazing marriage, about Kim and Croy, like being like, oh my God, I can't do anything without – they hated each other clearly or they're going after each other and they were ruining each other's lives. Seriously, with the money situation. Now, we'll have to see what happened. Karen, I will not tell your husband about Sexy September – Lance, you never had Sexy September, okay? He just commented, bring Sexy September back. Bowling, it ain't happening, okay? It's not happening. You know what I want? I want, forget Sexy September, I want foot massage February, okay? I want foot massage February. I want foot a 30-minute foot massage every single day in September during a leap year And there's 29 days. All right, give me foot massage February, no matter how annoyed with me you are, no matter how busy you are, no matter how sore your body is from the workout that morning, no matter how annoying the kids are, give me a 30-minute foot massage every single day in February, and then you'll get se- sexy September. Deal? We'll, we'll keep you guys posted in t- 2024. Oh my God, Janae said, oh my God, what about Kelly Rippa and Mark? Well, who needs to know about their sex life? They're probably not having sex at all. That's all they talk about, so they're probably not doing it at all. <laughs> Josh, wait, what is Sexy September? I, I think I've got to move on. <laughs> Go back and watch the episode more. All right, you guys. We have to get into Summer House because it was so stupid, insane bananas. Like, you don't even know. Um, oh, Amy has a good point. She says, maybe I would do Sexy September if I had a housekeeper every day, a chef, a nanny, an Uber driver, and lots of wine. 100%. That is 100 – okay, Lance, make all of that work. And, like, I never want to make a lunch, and I also never want to do bedtime. If I don't have to do bedtime with the kids for 30 days and not clean for them or do the dishes or anything like that, yeah, I could. I think I could pull off sexy September. Okay, we're moving on, you guys. Let's talk about uh, non sexy Danielle over at Summer House. So, just a little bit of a recap. I talked about this last week. The vi- the post went viral on TikTok. People were shocked because you know how Bravo releases like the first six episode, six minutes of every episode. Like Vanderpump, we've already seen you know a bunch of the beginning of next week's episode. So, so um we see next week's episode, right? We see, or we see the, we've seen the beginning of the episode already last week. And what we see is Kyle, Carl's bestie, saying right now, you guys, as we're sitting here, Carl is actually on one knee proposing to Lindsay and everyone's like, oh my God. And then you see Danielle and her face goes white as a ghost. And she starts to you can tell she's panicking panicking inside, and if you guys haven't watched Summer House and you don't know the dynamic, I'll say it in 13 seconds. Danielle and Carl dated years ago, 10 years ago, before the show. It was a very short-lived relationship, and they were friends afterwards because nothing ever went of it, but it wasn't negative. Danielle was introduced to the Summer House crew through Carl. Meanwhile, Carl and Lindsay have been best friends for years and years as well. So Carl, Lindsay, and Danielle, the three of them became best friends. Now Carl and Lindsay had things for each other. They had feelings for each other. So they would like hook up, but nothing would come of it. And then they would try to date, but nothing came of it. And he struggled with alcohol and then they had to kind of end things. and bring... But they became very, very close friends. They lived in the same apartment building for years. They started to kind of like spend all their time together. And about a year ago, They take the relationship public and they decide to actually be boyfriend and girlfriend and it's very, very cute. Danielle has not been a fan of this relationship because she clearly has felt left out. She's in an unhappy relationship of her own where she does – guys? My God, what the hell? (sighs) I literally thought there was a skunk. (laughs) My backyard's right in front of me. Like I can see my entire backyard in front of me. And I swear I saw a black and white animal on top of the swing set. And I just saw black and white like moving like crazy. And I was like, we have a skunk. There's a skunk on my swing set. But it was a bird. Okay. I'll be okay. (laughs) Stick with me. I'm fun. Okay. Okay. Danielle's not happy about this relationship this whole season. They are very much like together. They are very much, um, you know, spending their time together to and Lindsay, clearly very connected. Um, she's slowed down her drinking a lot because of him, because he's sober and the dynamic has changed. You know, she's not spending her time with Danielle as much because she's like madly in love with her soon to be fiance. And they now live in an apartment together. Danielle has been, uh, you know Debbie downer this entire summer about their relationship she has not supported it she's not getting along with Lindsay she's talking shit about Lindsay to everyone around the house like it's not a good relationship it's not going well and in the last couple episodes Danielle and Lindsay have really been at each other's necks Danielle is really over the top unhappy for uh Lindsay and Lindsay's like this sucks like i don't want to be friends with someone who's not supporting my relationship and meanwhile carl has a conversation with danielle a couple weeks ago saying i'm shopping for rings and danielle reacts by taking a pillow to her face and screaming at the top of her lungs clearly she's not supporting this relationship okay i think we can kind of pretty much figure that out that being said she finds out about the engagement here And the way she reacted, you guys, the way she reacted was unhinged, unheard of. I have never seen a reaction like this. They are crazy. I can't believe they wouldn't include me. How did they not think about me? What about me? Great to know I was considered. I can never be their friend. I've wasted all my tears on them. I'm hysterical over it. This is horrible. About Her friends getting engaged. So when we saw that, I was like, this is crazy town. Either she's in love with Carl, in love with Lindsay, or really unhappy in her own relationship. Most of you guys just thought she was really unhappy in her own relationship. That being said, we went over to the engagement party. Oh, I do have to say this again because Paige steals the scene, and I'm a fan of Paige in this season, but Paige steals the scene because she says, You know, Danielle is spiraling, freaking out, drinking, like drinking so much, so unhappy. By the way, my situation about alcohol, I will say this. I've never been one to drink when I'm unhappy. You know how people do that? Like people when they're like feeling really down, they'll be like, I just need to have a drink. I think that that is like bad news bears because I know me and it just enhances however I'm feeling. So if I'm in a great mood, it will make me happier. If I'm in a shit mood, it makes me worse. So I would highly suggest that Danielle not drink as heavily as she does when she's like hysterically crying. So at one point she's like, I was supposed to go to an engagement party and I'm wearing dungarees and you see Paige with the other two girls who, by the way, no one is saying anything to Danielle. Like, shut up. You're acting insane. Everyone's just like scared of her watching. And Paige goes, what are dungarees? And to Sam, the other new girl. And they're, meanwhile, they're having this conversation while Danielle's crying right over here. What are dungarees? And Sam goes, jeans? And Paige goes, for the British? Oh my God, the way I laughed. It was classic. So, everyone is just coming to Danielle, like, ah, not all of them, but a few of them are just like, Danielle, I'm so sorry. And Sierra is in an interview and she says, if Carl ever proposes to Paige and I don't know about it, like, it's over. Okay. Best friends, you do not have a right to need to know about your best friend getting engaged before they tell you. Got it? If your best friend's soon to be fiance, Wants to involve you in this proposal? Great, but it is not a prior. It is not a um, a necessity. It's not a non-negotiable. Lance did not tell one of my friends. He didn't even tell my sister before he proposed to me. The only person that you're technically supposed to tell is the parent. Okay, there is my skunk bird again flying. You scared me. Um, only the parents. Okay, and. And so Carl did have to tell a couple people before. He had to tell Kyle because Kyle was part of this huge plan to celebrate, must. He had to tell Chris, which was really weird because Chris did not take pictures of the engagement as far as we've seen. Maybe he did. I don't know. Um, But we didn't see him there. We saw him at the party only taking like two pictures. And then he had to tell um, a couple people of Lindsay's family who he flew in. So Lindsay's best friend flew in from Washington, D.C. and then her parents. So, like, those people obviously had to know. Now, here was the part that was, bah, not okay. They go to the engagement party. Danielle's hysterical. Mind you, we've seen a producer now get involved in the bathroom being like, uh, Danielle, are you okay? Goes, oh, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> like, I would die. If that was me on that show reacting to my best friend getting engaged, I would die of embarrassment. So, they go to this party. And Danielle is spending the first 30 minutes, hour until Lindsay and Carl get there, just completely unloading on every single person in Lindsay's life, talking about like, when did you know? I just found out an hour ago. When did you know? I just found out an hour ago. And people are like, are you okay? Because they were confused. Why are you so freaking out and depressed on Lindsay's best day of her life? It was not okay. And even one of Lindsay's best friends who flew in from D.C., she, uh, Danielle was like, oh, so you, you've known him for a couple days. And she's like, well, yeah, we had to fly here. And Danielle's like, wow. Wow. So he told you a few days ago. And the girl's like, Danielle, this is Lindsay's day. And Danielle goes, don't do that to me now. Don't you do that to me. Like, I'm just thinking like, wee, 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 wee. Like, it was on another level. Now. Now we go to um the Oh yeah, so Lindsay and Carl come to the engagement party and Danielle puts on a happy face the entire time. <laughs> I'm doing so good, she says. She's sitting there with her drinks. I'm doing so good. <laughs> I would die. Die. And I couldn't believe the other girls being like um you're doing good, Danielle. You're doing a good job. How about Danielle? get your shit together, wrap it up, go home and stop embarrassing yourself. Like, did they take pleasure in seeing Danielle make a, a complete fool of herself? Did they have any idea how this was going to look back? Or do they hate Lindsay that much that they thought this was going to actually be vindicated? Because according to Danielle on her social media all week, I'm sorry, all season, it's been like, you'll see, you'll see on 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 the season, you'll see what Lindsay did to me. I'm still looking. I'm still looking. Meanwhile, a week later, they're back at the house and Robert now, Roberto, uh, Danielle's boyfriend, who we know will end up breaking up with, they're going to break up in the next couple months, is there. And he goes to town. Uh, deciding to, I'm going to protect my girl and I'm going to stand up to Carl and tell him that that's not right. And I'm telling you, this was really uncomfortable to watch because Carl is sober and he's sitting there at this bar and the uh, and he knows Roberto is a little bit weird with him. He knows that there's awkwardness. And so he says to, you know, Rob, R- Robert, Roberto, chef, I don't even know what his name is. Hey, can we talk? They sit and talk. I like a guy that can stand up for his girl. I can like a guy that will stand up with his girl. I like all that. What I don't like is the fact that he went hard on Carl as if, as if, like, Carl did something absolutely awful. He said, the fact that you look at Danielle is just another girl in the house. Wow, we can't even really be happy for you now. We would have been happy for you, but no, we can't be happy for you. On and on. And Carl kept saying, like, I'm, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to hurt Danielle's feelings, but, like, my priority is Lindsay. And Lindsay and Danielle are not getting along, and I care about Lindsay here. And this is – and and Robert, Roberto actually said at one point, like – but it's just as much for Danielle as it is for Lindsay. What the F? I need to like break that episode down and that scene. That was insane. How is this about Danielle? Because Danielle's been there for Lindsay through the years because she was there first introducing Carl to Lindsay. This is not about Danielle though. Like relationships change. Okay. So a question, Chris, she hasn't come out and said she's horribly embarrassed. Oh no, she has not. She is not. On social media, she's just – the the whole story has always been you'll see, and then now she's just kind of silent about it. She's not talking about it at all. I cannot wait for the um, – I can't wait for the uh, reunion. I want to see everything. Sarah, you're going to die. I have Sarah from Jeff Lewis Obsessed, who just is everywhere I am. I love it. We're, we follow each other around. She's over here on the Facebook group live, and I will say, Sarah, my episode – had an audio issue and i have to re-, re i'm re-recording. So, this is why we're here. Um Facebook Live. Yes, once again, join my Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. Okay. So that was the conversation about Summerhouse. Um I really I could keep talking about this for 17 years, but of course I do like to keep these episodes like somewhat short. It's absolutely unbelievable. There's no coming back. I would never be able to trust a friend never, ever, ever again if that happened to me. It would not be okay. And how stupid does she look now? Just how stupid does she look now? Now, Carl and Lindsay were on an episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat this morning, which is a podcast. And what I thought was interesting, well, they, ne- they didn't talk a lot about the Danielle situation from last night, but they did talk about their wedding. They're getting married. November of this year, they already have a venue, but they were talking about the invite list and they said that they have not finalized the invite list, but they didn't, they weren't sure which of the cast was going to get invited. They said definitely Andrea and Luke. Okay. They said how much they love Sam and Gabby, the new kids, the new girls. But they said when, um, the host asked them about Kyle and Amanda, they were like, um, we have to just kind of like see how the season, um progresses." I'm like, guys, you have to invite Kyle and Amanda to your wedding. Don't you guys agree that that would be such a faux pas if they didn't invite Kyle and Amanda after everything, after so many years on the same show and going to their wedding? They have to. Oh my God, let's crash the wedding as dosers. Amy says. Let's find out everything. Okay, well, it can't be November 3rd through 5th because that's BravoCon. November is going to be a big year, a big month for them. November, so we're going to be in Vegas for BravoCon. Wouldn't that be fun if they got married in Vegas? I'm sure it's going to be at the end of November, maybe like a Thanksgiving ish wedding. Anyway, it is, uh, so yeah, lots of people are saying, is she in love with Carl? What's happening there? And then another one was, she is in love with Lindsay. I do think that there is a weird jealousy thing. I don't know if it's for Lindsay's attention. I don't know if it's for Carl's attention. I really don't know what it is. Oh my gosh, you guys, the comments are great. Everyone's like, we're spending the entire day together because they were on TikTok Live with me. Then they went to, over to Sarah, uh, Jeff Lewis Obsessed, live every day at noon, and now it's 120 here. Oh my God. Um, yeah, we live together, all of us. We're just like one big happy family, the dosers and the chump-pats. Um, Maybe they'll get married at BravoCon and Andy Cohen should officiate. And then Kyla and Amanda will definitely be invited, or wouldn't? Wouldn't that be funny if they weren't? And Danielle's just like outside of the gates, like, like she's not in, like she's like with the general admission. She's like, "Can I get in? I can't believe you guys aren't inviting me into my wedding, into your wedding." Oh my god, it's so funny. Okay, um, we mentioned a little bit earlier, and I have to just say it really fast: Bethany, Bethany Frankel. So Bethany has opened her mouth again. That is not shocking. About Kim and Croy, she loves to talk about everything and anything. Right? She's a big fan of sharing all the news. Um, so she like she did talk about Beth, uh, Kim and Croy. She said how they overspent, duh. But then she said something about this idea of like releasing all your stuff to the public and then asking for privacy. And I really do believe I can't handle this from Bethany because. Bethany loves to say, in my opinion, Bethany is like, mention it all unless it's about me. Right? Doesn't she always do that? Like, let's talk all the crap about everyone. But if you talk about me, you get a cease and desist. Or as Tamara Judge says, or Tamara Jordan, as you guys know from this show, as uh, Tamara Jordan says, um, and decease. You want a cease and desist? That should be Tamara's book. Cis, cyst and disease. It's hard to say. Um, oh my gosh. So funny. Okay, you guys. So uh, she'd be a crying pile. I saw her take earlier. I thought it was funny. I mean, you have to be a uh, you have to be a big fan of, of Bethany to enjoy her these days because I used to be such a fan, like obsessive. And then I just quickly had to move away because it was, as they say, a toxic um, doser party party with Vena CBD. Oh my gosh! So I got a lot of comments the other day saying that I took uh, one of Tamra's Vena. CBD gummies. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's such BS that you felt anything. It's CBD. Well, I will have, you know, the one she sent me cloud nine has five milligrams of THC in it. And I am not a big marijuana user in any capacity. My husband on the other hand, but for me, I am not. And let me just tell you one quarter of that. I found myself at 9 PM eating an entire watermelon. I am just, I have to put it out there. It was, I was like, I was really on cloud nine I, you want to know what, <laughs> you guys want to know what I did? I took a quarter and then I started like washing dishes and like starting to prep dinner. And then all of a sudden I found myself on the floor, <laughs> on the floor, reorganizing all my Tupperware. Like I had Tupperware all over my kitchen and Lance walks in because he was playing ba- baseball outside with Oliver and he walks in and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, we, we have to organize this Tupperware. And he's like, now you're covering the entire kitchen. We have to make dinner. And I was like, oh, I can't stop. I need your, you to help me. Just help me. Like I got like really in my head about it. So then I was like, oh, okay. It must be, um, must be the Vena. Okay. Next thing you know, after dinner, after cleaning, I am on my bed. I saw a TikTok about Taylor Swift and the all too well 10 minute. Performance at her concert, which is my favorite song of all time, and then all of a sudden, I find her. I find myself two hours, you guys, two hours from seven to nine p.m. on TikTok, just looking at TikTok. I mean, ten minute reaction videos to All Too Well. Two hours. Lance is like, "You want to watch Succession?" I'm like, "No." I was watching. I was in the deepest hole on TikTok watching Taylor Swift. I, I woke up the next morning and I was like, "Something's wrong with me." Like that was insane. Eating watermelon it's Vina. It works. Um, okay. You guys, yes, it was, it was really fun. Okay. So I'm going to drop off here. I uh, appreciate you sticking around for those of you that watched this episode live. And for those of you that are here over on on Facebook, catch the entire episode over on YouTube. And then of course the podcast episode will be up very, very shortly. And, um, Thank you so much for everything. Make sure you subscribe, comment, share, turn on that bell, and over on the Apple Podcast app, leave a review. It's been so long since I've gotten some new reviews. It's been since April, so I want some new good reviews for Apple Podcasts. Okay. Oh, comparing Vina to Camino. Let's do an entire um, other conversation that's not on the podcast talking about marijuana. (laughs) Um, Sarah, have so much fun watching The Real Housewives of New York Girls live tonight. Uh, oh my gosh. I want to just keep talking to you guys forever. I will talk to you later.